Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Do you want to learn how to manage your own investments? Are you ready to stop paying investment management fees and start building wealth? The DIY Investing Podcast is dedicated to providing you with the knowledge, skills, and resources you need to be a better investor. Learn how to make investments through the use of fundamental analysis, mental models, and business management insights. Now, here's your host, value investing expert, Trey Henninger. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the DIY Investing Podcast. My name is Trey Henniger and I'm your host. In today's episode, I will be discussing a mental model known as ceteris paribus. If you haven't heard of that phrase, you're more likely to have heard the terminology all else equal. All else equal is a mental model used to assume everything else is constant when discussing something under study. In today's episode, I'll highlight this mental model and give a brief introduction to how I believe it can be used in investing. If you gain value from today's content, please consider becoming a patron of the podcast. I produce this show as free educational material without advertising because I believe your time is valuable and advertising distracts from that. Producing this show takes both time and money and your financial support helps me to continue producing great content for you. You can learn more at DIYinvesting.org slash patron. Patrons receive exclusive access to my private investment research, including a list of the stocks I own and the valuation work that I perform. Thank you for your support. Now let's dive right on in. So I'll begin with just a little outline of what I'll be discussing in today's podcast. First, I'm going to begin with a background on the all else equal mental model, otherwise known as ceteris paribus. Then I'll dive into its applications in personal finance, um, a brief introduction to the applications in investing, and then use it as a lead-in for the next episodes that I'll be showing in the podcast as I'm starting a new series that really uses this mental model. So first, some background on ceteris paribus, or the all-else-equal mental model. So ceteris paribus is a tool that's often used in economic theory or other common theories that is trying to isolate specific causes um, and effects. And the idea is to limit the scope of reference of the discussion so that you're only talking about individual components. Because what happens a lot in science and the scientific method is that when you're doing an experiment, it's hard to know what caused a change in the results. And so what a scientist will try to do is they will try to isolate one specific cause and change it. And so you'll have control groups where nothing's been changed, and then you'll have other groups where only one thing has been changed, and you're trying to determine 
if I make one change, what is the result? If I keep everything else the same, if I keep, quote, all else equal, what is the result? And that's the part of really the scientific method where you're trying to isolate changes so that you can understand cause and effect. And that's really what we're trying to understand when we're making better decisions in our personal finances and investing is we need to isolate cause and effect. And by doing so, we'll be able to better make better decisions. And that's why the all else equal is an important mental model for your toolbox because it's to help you understand that you need to isolate individual changes to better understand cause and effect, which will help you make better decisions. So as I said earlier, this all else equal mental model is a tool that's often used in economic theory, which is particularly helpful for us when we're discussing personal finance and investing because economics and personal finances are tied pretty closely together. But this is especially used for explaining explaining concepts such as supply and demand. And I'll give you a brief example. So supply and demand is basically the concept that if you increase the supply of something, it's going to affect the demand. And if you increase the demand of something, it's going to affect the supply um, and how that impacts price changes. Um, And one of those aspects is basically, let's say you raise the price of meat at the grocery store, raise the price of beef. And we assume, again, that all else is equal. Nothing else has changed. The only change is that the price of beef has gone up. And so you've basically, you change the supply, and that's the supply of beef, beef at, let's say, a price of $2 is now a price of beef at $3. And so you've reduced the relative supply of affordable beef in the marketplace. So if we assume all else equal, which is our mental model, what is the effect on demand? Are sales going to go up and down? So if everything else is equal, if nothing else has changed, the economic theory of supply and demand is that your the demand for beef will go down. Basically, that sales of beef will go down because the price of beef went up. And the only way we can say this is because we're making this assumption all else equal. Obviously, in real life, not everything else is always equal. And so you really have to understand that all else equal is a mental model that helps you abstract cause and effect. But in real life, things are a little bit messier than what an economic theory could say. And so this is just one tool in your toolbox and you're going to need multiple tools in order to make good decisions. But what it's trying to help you do is understand the cause and effect of individual changes. And here are individual changes. We increased the price of beef and the result, the effect was reduction in beef sales. So it's not saying that by making this assumption that nothing else is going to change, but we're just trying to isolate that cause and effect. And so this can apply in many areas. And I think it's helpful to think about it in ways that you can understand beyond just the economic theory. And so one of these ideas is just trying to, you know, look at, let's say, personal finance. And and there's a lot of easy, quick examples we can cover. You know, one example would be is that if you take all else equal, that increasing your income is going to be better than not increasing your income. So if I said, hey, you can take this job 
everything else is the same, but you can either take the job and get paid $50,000 a year, or you can take the job and get paid $100,000 a year. Which are you going to choose? My guess is you'd probably choose the one that's $100,000 a year because I said all else is equal. Now, of course, not everything is always equal. And so you have to understand that usually if you're taking a $100,000 job at the same, you know, you're trying to get paid $100,000 for the same work, then you might be working twice as long or you might have to work twice as hard or something along those lines. Now, it's not always true. But the main comparison point is if you had to choose between higher income and lower income, which you're going to choose, and you'll probably choose higher income if all else is equal. That's one example. Another example would be lower expenses are are usually better. You know, in our last episode, episode 28, I discussed how you can save money online using Mr. Rebates through my link, diyinvesting.org slash cashback. And the way that works is that you receive cash back on your purchases. So basically, your expenses are lower than they otherwise would be if you didn't use that tool. So is that better or worse? Well, all else equal, it's going to be better for you if you have lower expenses for the same purchases. So if you make the same purchase, it takes the same amount of time, takes you the same, um, you get the same delivery terms and everything like that, and it just costs you less, is that better or worse? Well, typically lower expenses for the same product or service are going to be better than higher expenses. So if you see something that's on discount and you were going to buy it anyway, does it make you more likely to buy it? I'd say it makes you more likely. And this is the way you can approach this is because we're isolating those terms. So we're saying lower prices leads to it being better than higher prices. And That's the idea we're trying to get to is that when you isolate cause and effect and you say, just let's make this one change, what is the outcome of that one change? We're keeping everything else constant. What is the outcome of that one change? And our one change here is I'm going to lower the cost of something to your net cost to your budget is lower if you do X. So are you more likely to do X or not? That's the key is because they're saying, okay, we're only changing the expenses. And so you should be more likely to want to do that. So again, that was just an example from episode 28. I encourage you to listen to that. Or if you want just the quick link, you can just find out more information at diyinvesting.org slash cashback. So another example here is that if you hold everything else equal, the longer you live, you're more the more wealth you're likely to build. And this is the idea that, you know, you look at someone like Warren Buffett and he's 88 years old or I think he's 88 years old um, and his partner's in his 90s, Charlie Munger, and they're incredibly old and they're both billionaires. Well, part of the reason they're billionaires is because they've lived to be 88, 90 plus years old. And the longer you live, when you harness the power of compounding, the more wealth you're going to end up with. You know, if you become a millionaire at 60, and you just you're not increasing your expense and you just continue to compound that money you're going to be a multimillionaire before too long you know and you might be a decamillionaire and if you live to your 90s or your 100s and so the idea is that compounding is going to continue to grow your wealth over time and so if we're saying all else is equal and the only thing that changes is do you live to 60 or do you live to 100 I'm going to say you're more likely to be wealthy at 100 than you are to be wealthy at 60. Or if you're wealthy at 60, you're going to be even wealthier at 100. 
And this is where we're keeping all else equal. We're not changing your expenses. We're not changing your income. We're just saying you live longer. I'm going to say the likely result is the longer you live, the more wealth you'll be able to build in that time frame. Assuming you're making the same actions. You continue to spend less than you earn. You continue to save money every month. You continue to invest intelligently. You're going to end up with more wealth the longer you live. So those are three just quick examples of personal finance, but these are the type of thinking you want to think about. I'm sure you can come up with a hundred examples yourself, and if you can isolate your decisions to say, okay, if the only thing I change is this, if the only thing I change is I lower my expenses in this area, or I don't make this purchase, or I make this purchase, what is the result? then it can help you make better decisions. And so this is why I call it a mental model because mental models are designed to help you make better decisions. And this is, of course, the all else equal mental model or Sutter's purpose. So I'm not going to get fully into the applications on investing right now, but I wanted to give you that brief preview talking about, you know, like the longer you live, the more wealth you'll be able to build because What I'm going to be doing over the next series of episodes is breaking down additional first principles of investing. So in episode nine, I discussed the framework of how I was going to discuss first principles of investing. And now I want to get into a series of first investing first principles that will help you make better investing decisions. And so the next upcoming episodes, I'm going to be doing this for a few weeks at least and probably a little longer. As I go into principle by principle, what I think you should make decisions on in terms of investing and how you should think about things. And we're going to begin a lot of those episodes using the middle model, all else equal or ceteris paribus. So I'm going to say, okay, let's isolate cause and effect. And if we do this one thing differently, what is the cause and effect going to be? And then I'll expand it from there and say, okay, well, obviously, most of the time, all else is not equal, and I'll talk about the different aspects that you need to take into account, and that you can't always use that, The and basically discuss the limitations of that mental model. But So you have to be careful when you're applying this to investing, but because when you apply an all else equal mental model to investing, you need to understand that not everything investing is always the same. And that's going to be clear when I discuss some of these um, first principles. Um, and I, and I think that'll be helpful, but the key thing is again, you know, the first way that you can think about this applying to investing is that the more money you save, the more money you're going to have to invest, you know, all else equal that saving money is really the driver for investing, uh, which is why I began this with personal finance and that the tie into investing is that personal finance really creates the ability to invest. And as investors, we need to get our personal finance basics right, which are very simple. Basically, increase your income if you can, lower expenses when you can, um, let that money money compound, live longer, and you're going to be more successful. You're going to be able to build wealth longer. But of course, you need to optimize your expenses, optimize your spending for your lifestyle, both now and in the future. So this is just basically a brief intro to the idea of the all else equal mental model. I encourage you to spend some time thinking about different causes and effects in your own life, whether that be personal finance, investing, um, just interactions with people, relationships, trying to think about the ways that you can apply this mental model because the ways that you, the way that mental models help you is they help you make better decisions. And those decisions are not solely limited to the realm of investing or limited to the realm of personal finance. These mental models can be applied in all aspects of your life, whether it's home, work, relationships, personal finances, or investing. 
So that's going to wrap it up for this show. I want you to be thinking about this over the next coming weeks, especially as we dive into this series coming up on the first principles of investing, because I think that will be helpful to you in understanding how this works. So again, the full show notes for this episode, including my outline for this pod, today's podcast, are available at diyinvesting.org slash episode 29. And this is a listener-supported podcast. If you gain value from today's content, please consider supporting the show financially as a patron, or please give me a rating and review. Your rating and review really helped me to grow the podcast, and so I would absolutely appreciate it if you take the time right now to go and leave me a rating in your podcast player, whether that's the Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anything like that. Please give me a rating in your playlist. I would appreciate a five-star review, but if not, just put in some sort of rating and then write a one-sentence review is all I need um, to describe how you feel I'm benefiting you in this podcast. So thank you for listening. And until next time, stop paying fees, start building wealth. Thank you for listening to the DIY Investing Podcast. Please visit our website and subscribe to our email list at DIYinvesting.org for guides, videos, and resources to help make you a better investor. The DIY Investing Podcast is presented for general informational and entertainment purposes only. I have not considered your specific situation or risk profile, and I have not provided investment advice. The information presented on the DIY Investing Podcast should not be construed as investment advice. The views and opinions expressed on the DIY Investing Podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the show's host or sponsors. DIY Investing, its producers, sponsors, and host, Trey Henniger, shall not be liable for losses resulting from investment decisions based upon information or viewpoints presented on the DIY Investing Podcast. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.